Okay. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 oh. Trying to be more no nonsense at this point. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. The Game of Thrones overtook media and entertainment a few years ago, and now it's overtaking the Metacast. Albeit a little late, but Bob has pulled out some very interesting quotes that we're discussing how do, can they apply to Agile. Let's dig in and find out. So it's 2021. Game of Thrones ended a couple years ago. A couple years ago, but we're bringing it back. Yeah. We're bringing it back. So Bob has an article that he wrote not too long ago where the Agile Game of Thrones. Well, I was a latecomer. Oh, yeah? So I didn't watch it, the series, when it was... Oh, you didn't track it live? What I did, it was weird. This is a weird... This is insight into weird Bobism. I bought the CDs every year... And I saved them. I you, didn't watch them. You mean the DVDs? The the the, the D, I'm sorry. <laughs> Boy, I'm I'm like I'm digging a hole for you myself. You are digging a hole right now. This is great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> so embarrassed. I bought the DVDs every year, like the compilation at yeah. the end of the season. Yeah. And I put them on the shelf. Okay. And I kept them. And I'm like hardcore fantasy. Yeah. So this was in my sweet spot. And I read the books. Yeah. And oh, uh, really? You read them? Yeah, I oh, read the books. Okay. So. Nice. So, but I was waiting. So then I was waiting for a time, waiting for a time. So when the when COVID initially hit, it was my wife and I got out the DVDs and we went just we went through oh, them. What wow. is it called? A binge binge watch? Yeah. So this was a planned binge over years. Like yeah. you were planning for yeah. years, and I didn't know when. Wow. But I knew there would be a time. That is, amazing. and it was after the season. It was after the final season. It was yeah. about six months after the the brouhaha whatever and COVID alignment yeah and we watched it and i freaking loved i mean we binge watched it and yeah. it was cool then afterwards i just love some of the expressions right so then i wrote this right so okay. I, then i aligned some of the key expressions from the from okay the series. so if you've not watched game of thrones hit the pause button and go do that oh yeah yeah it's going to take a while, but go do it. Yeah, maybe hit the stop button. Yeah, the pause button might yeah. get tired. It is, it is awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I mean the act, yeah. actors. Yeah. I'm, I'm binge watching a lot of stuff now on Netflix. Right. The quality of Game of Thrones was outstanding. Yeah. So definitely, it's it's head and shoulders above most things. All right, let's dive in. Yes. So number one, the number what these are quotes, right? Or these sayings are quotes. Or these are quotes. Okay. Or sayings that yeah. repeated themselves. Okay. So. A Lannister, so one of the families in the book is the Lannisters. They were the evil family. Mm-hmm. Is always pays their debts, and what do you think the Agile sense of? And they always pays their debts is if you piss me off, I kill you or something like that. Remember, or if I owe you, like I'll actually pay you. Correct, but right. Yes, was, I get. There was it, more, it was always there was more intended. death related to that. <laughs> like I owe death, I yes. owe you. You did something against me. Now yeah. I owe you. Yeah. Right. Right. I, yeah. yeah. Agree. So, Agile, what do you think? 
to me, it's almost like the, the, the opposite of debt. Um, so like Lannisters are technical debt. Like if you don't pay me, if you don't take care of me, I will come back and I will bite you in the butt and you will hate the decisions that you made a long time ago. I go with technical. I don't know what I said in the blog post, uh, whatever, but I, I like the technical debt thing. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't pay for quality right. in general, like if you do, if you shove a date down the team's throat, Right, and make them deliver something earlier than, than they want to, than they can even, and they can deliver yeah. some crap. The debts always come back to haunt right. you. Right, so if you don't do it, air quote, right, it's going to come back and haunt you, and it will be more painful than if you had done it right the first time. Well, we were even talking about, it's not just like technical debt is a tactical thing, but investing in Scrum Masters or product right. owners would be something. If you're cheap about that... Or if you organizationally don't train your managers and, and help them make the shift yeah. towards servant leaders, it's going to come back to haunt you. There's actually a lot of stuff in yeah. Agile. Like if you don't do it right, correct. well, it comes back to haunt you. And I think yes. the Lannisters were like that. I cool. agree. Yeah. What's the next one? Our number two, winter is coming. Remember that? The winter is, so there's this tremendous threat. And what was his name? The, the main, the characters, Jon Snow mm -hmm. and his family yeah. was up in the north. And they were defending against the White Walkers and things like that. There was a large wall up there. Mm -hmm. And they kept, they kept talking about winter is coming. Winter yeah. is coming. There was the threat of the winter, the White Walkers coming down. Bring that to Agile. What do you So think? to me, that translates to it plays off very well with the Lannister pays their debt of like that, that, that winter is coming. So make sure you're doing the things right. Another thing that I think helps with that is make sure your backlogs are refined. You have healthy planning horizons. You have all those things so that you can see that's where I was going. I was going with like backlog refinement, look ahead. Yeah. I was thinking of effective look ahead. I don't know if that's a technical debt thing. It's so it's it is related well, to that, yeah. to the first one. But I, I think this is more of a you know, like 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 are you tidying up the future is out there and mm -hmm. if you don't if you ignore it, it's gonna hit you in the head a little bit. And it's gonna bit. hit you hard. And it's gonna hit you hard. So you have to tidy to the future. So that's architectural runway, that's UX runway, that's uh backlog refinement, road mapping. Yeah. We talked about road mapping mm -hmm. in, in a recent Metacast. Right. So, so that, so really tidy that up. It was very foreboding, and I like the foreboding nature of it. Like, winter is coming. I mean, whenever they said that quote in the series, it was sort of, you know, yeah. you know get your weapons. Because yeah. we're, we're going to, if we don't prepare, we're going to die. Well, and that ominous nature is is that thing that should be in the back of your head of, that constant paranoia of we've got to be ready, we've Exa got to be exactly. ready. And as soon as you let down your guard, exactly, then something happens and you're going to be caught on your heels and you've got to now replan or reforecast or do like three days of backlog refinement or who knows what, right? So just always have that paranoia in in the back of your head that something's coming, something's, something bad's going to happen. Let's make sure that we're ready. Right. And if nothing bad happens, cool. Yep. You're in good shape. This one made me smile and think of you. So everything before the word but is horseshit. So you've got on my case. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like I, but I'm not really picking on you, Josh. That, that is one of my favorite Bob-isms. Right? Yes. So when I, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, 
Yeah. So this hit me between the eyes, and it's like I have to. And I, I, I'm, I'm so used to talking this way that it's really hard for me to wean it. But this reminds me of that Bobism that I have. Which I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really picking oh, on you. I know that, but, that's a but yeah. So a, so a classic Bobism. Whether he's working with me or he's working with uh, a team or something like that is he will say something and then follow it up with, but I'm not picking. I'm not picking. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You no, just. No, yeah. 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 So yeah. yes. But, and be thoughtful of that. And it's hard because habits are hard and you try and be nice, but there's times where like you don't need to be nice. You need to just state the facts and here it state is. State the facts and, and not gloss over yeah. and uh, say, and it's not just the say good things. If it's good, say mm-hmm. it. If it's bad, say it. Don't don't mix things up. And don't up. qualify. Like that's what happens is that you there's hard hitting info that 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 is of value, and then you start to disqualify some of the value of it by like saying, Well, but no, 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 no. Like just kind of let it be. Yep. And let it have its full power and full strength. Next one. I like this one. This Go this ahead. one. What's I, your reaction? Chaos isn't a pit, it's a ladder. And the reason why I like this is so much of my career has has been that exact same thing, where there was some sort of chaos, there was some lack of process, lack of whatever, and then coming out of that, helping sort through that and get the team running more smoothly, more effectively, right. that became a ladder for me to grow in my career and try and do it a larger scale. So when you view the world like that, then that chaos is an opportunity of okay, cool. There's there's a place for me to step in and help make a difference. Absolutely, I mean this is I consider one of my superpowers to be like settled in in the midst of chaos, mm-hmm. right? I don't get flustered. I right. mean I, internally I may get flustered, but I don't show it, and I don't. I, I really am on the outward very very sort of flat. And people that resonates with folks mm-hmm. because it, it doesn't help me as a leader to be chaos yeah, to meet chaos with chaos. So it's that it's sort of by doing that it reminds me of that. Or so I resonate with that. That it's like be settled, and and then just just and I like the quote. It's just it's a ladder. Just climb the ladder out of the chaos. Right. The other thing here I think is embrace the chaos. I think sometimes we're looking for. There's almost like an anti-pattern where you're looking for calmness or something. Like the plan. A lot mm-hmm. of project managers, they think, well, we have a, the perfect plan. And yeah. And all yeah, we do is execute like the that. plan. And 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 the, they, they try to predict this like really sane, easily flowed world. And I've, I've never seen a plan operate that way, ever. Yeah. But they continually go back and try to do that and repeat that and repeat that. I'd much rather just embrace it. Yeah. It's chaotic. It, yeah. It's chaotic. Yeah, that, 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 that little bit of chaos is the reality. So getting comfortable with it helps you being able to climb out of it. But if you're paranoid of the chaos and don't know how to handle it, then when reality strikes, you're in trouble. So yep. getting those multiple at-bats with that chaos really helps you create a ladder and climb out of it. Cool. Next, right. next one. Yep. The freedom. I'll put these two together. There were two quotes that sort of, I think, are interrelated. The freedom to make my own mistakes was all I ever wanted. There was a lot of protectionism in the Game of Thrones, if you remember. Yeah. With the kids, the younger yeah, kids, right. they tried to prevent them from doing And they couldn't, right? There was, there was so much chaos going right. on that they had to learn the hard way, or they had to be separated from their families, or their parents got killed, so no matter what. And then I failed 
Another quote is, I failed, good, now go fail again. I think this was related to like warfare and practice, mm-hmm. like sword play right. and things like that. Yes, you kicked my ass with the sword. Good. I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to just keep practicing and keep practicing and keep getting better. So that relentlessness mm-hmm. uh, is part of it. Do you think, how do you think that relates to Agile? What do you think? Well, that's that. There, there's there's this delicate dance that teams had and teams that I've led have had with failure and being comfortable with failure and using it to propel yourself forward is a superpower, as I believe. But that's really hard to do. Like, it's easy to say, like, hey, let's be comfortable with failure and fail and we're going to yep. learn. Like, a lot of people say that, but they never actually get better. They just keep failing at the same thing. Right. And that's allowed to happen, which ultimately leads to the larger failure. You know, people lose jobs, projects fail, companies right. fail, all those things. So it's being able to get comfortable with failure, but not like love it. You know, so having it drive you to get better relentlessly right. is that key. I, Otherwise, I, you just keep doing it over and over. I'm again. going back to Game of Thrones, and a lot of times the failure there, it, there was like life influencing moments. So it wasn't a piece of software. It was, yeah. if I fail, if I continue to fail, I'm going to go into battle and get my head chopped off, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to, right, I'm going to fail, but I have to relentlessly pursue getting better, continue. I mean, it, it gave continuous improvement another another level yeah. of imp- impact, right? Well, it's either you continue or you don't. <laughs> or you don't, <laughs> yeah. right? right. So in, in, in that context, I think, like taking it seriously. So experimentation. Yes, we're going to experiment. Yes, we're going to learn. But there's a seriousness to it, mm-hmm. right? There's an intentionality to it. There's an intentionality of learning and improving. Right. Welcome to our Diversity and Inclusion Minutes. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. Whoa. That was more enthusiasm than I expected. I know. It was a little over the top, <laughs> and I hurt my mouth as a result of it. Medicare, so so enough of that. Uh, what if, let me go first. Yeah. So I was, so I was counting how much I get. This is more of a year in review. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm not, I don't know if this is good or bad, but last year, remember that uh, group, that young, that group in uh, Nigeria? Mm-hmm. In Lagos, it supports mm-hmm. young girls who are doing training that we talked about before. I gave $2,500 last year to them, which was like a, 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 a profit share from my calc classes. Right. And uh, so I was calculating. And that felt good to me. Yeah. I'm not putting it up on a pedestal. It right. could have been more. But I thought, I, I was like, yeah, that's not bad. Right. And that's, so it's not chicken feed. And we're still, I'm still inviting people. So I have a calc class next week. And I think three people are people of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had a, the class before that was someone Someone gave me a, a diversity kudo in LinkedIn. What? I, it was really cool. It meant something to me. Yeah. It, it was a young black woman coach or something that I sort of know really lightly. But she came in and, I, and it, to the picture, like yeah. I post a picture of the class and she's like, that looks like a really diverse class. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And that was that was intentional, and yeah. I was I was feeling really good about it. So the classes are working out, and I, I continue to plug away at that. So I'm I'm really happy about that. Yeah. How about you? That that's fantastic. So the first thing that I want to do is, if you're new to our podcast and you're wondering what in the world are Bob and Josh doing, hitting the pause button in the middle of the episode, 
at some point last year, we decided that it was important enough to, to us to, to do something about all of the racial injustice, social injustice stuff that's going on out there. So we started to look at what can we do, right. and we've created a bit of a platform with this podcast and some of the other things that we do. So we decided that the most valuable ad space in a podcast is called the mid-roll, which is where we're at. We're right in the middle of the episode. So we're using that to drive people to think about what you can do to help combat all of the issues we have across the world and across our country. So that's why we're doing this. Bob has talked about the things he's done over the past year. We've worked with a ton of great people. I've started doing some more things and having to sit here in front of a microphone every week keeps that in the front of my mind and, 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 and thinking about I'm not doing enough. And that's always what's in front of my mind is I'm not doing enough. So the challenge for all the listeners out there. And the reason we do this is that you hit that pause button and you think about what can I do to help our country get better? What can I do to help humans get better? What can I do to help the world get better? You can do something. Right. I, I read real quickly. I read something from Ron Jeffries, who's, a, who's famous in the agile space, the XP space this morning, just this morning. And he talked about his white diversity mm -hmm. and I'm going to have a reaction to it publicly or whatever, or to him or both. And it was a wonderful article, mm -hmm. but he was talking about awareness of it. And so Metacasters, there's, are we aware of our privilege? Are we aware of, of how sort of blessed we are? But then there's the question of what are we doing from a diversity and inclusion perspective? Mm -hmm. And so Josh was talking about that. And Ron didn't talk about the doing, mm -hmm. right? And, and bless his heart, he's fine. Yeah. But it was all about, I'm aware of it. And my challenge to him is, and what are you doing to change the dynamic? And mm -hmm. that's what we're about. What are we doing? And trying to influence, showing some, leading by example, and doing whatever we can. Little things, most of them are little things. Yeah. But we're not, we're not just talking about it. And we want you to not just talk about it or listen to it. We want you to do something. Fantastic. Back to the episode. All right, the next one. A lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of a sheep. So the Lannisters, every every family had a had an animal that was associated with them. And the Lannisters were the lions. They were the lions. Yeah. And and the people and, and they were royalty, so they had, you know, subjects. And they considered everyone outside the family sheep. So this is a Lannister quote. Right. Not too often, but more than once was this in. Yeah. And talking about, you know, like the actions of leadership, making leadership actions and not really giving a rat's ass, excuse mm -hmm. my French, about how, like the effect on people. It, it's not, it's it's our, we're, we're the king, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're the royalty. So they're just our, the people. Does it apply to Agile? What do you think? I think it has implications maybe to a leadership mindset. It does. And it's one of those burdens of leadership that I think about. And the next quote leans into that even more. But there are times when, Hard decisions have to be made, and you know not everyone will like it. So this is like this goes way on the other side of that. But right. there are times where you know what the right thing to do is. You know what's the right answer. Some portion of your team understands that. Maybe there's a large portion of your team that doesn't understand that. It's going to hate the decision, hate the direction, hate the idea. But you know to your core this is the right answer. So there's times where 
you kind of have to be the bad guy and say, listen, we're going to go this way and here's why. And it's on me. It's my decision. And here's the rationale I have behind it, knowing that some portion of the team might not like it. That's, that's hard, but you have to be willing See, like to that. lead and go out front with that. So there's a, you could twist it. So don't always. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to use the sheep, right? But listen to the sheep more. Yeah. Care about the sheep. But there are situations where you don't want to over care about the sheep as a leader and being situational in how you do that. Uh, sometimes that's the longer term. What you're talking about is that short term. It may appear that you're not considering the mass, but you really have their best interest yeah. at heart, right? right? You're looking at the cut from a company lens or from a survival lens or something like that. You're not trying to sell people. Right. You might not even have the time to sell everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part of that, I think, is is – you know, do you try to convince everyone? Do you try to get every? You can't. Sometimes you can't get right. everyone on board. You just get the majority, or, yeah. or sort of the you know the common majority on board. Cool. Uh, next one. Next quote: "The man who passes the sentence should swing the sword." This came out of not Snow. What was the other family? Oh my God, Black. No, it, no, it was John Snow's family because but in the it, very beginning, yeah, but they didn't have that Snow was the last, the last name. Them. He, he, Snow was because he was Stark. Stark. Yeah. So he was, yeah, he he was, was the bastard. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was the Stark. Fan. So this came out of this. Remember the Starks. This was in one of the early scenes where mm-hmm. the it's father, like the first chapter of the book. Yeah, yeah. The father was like, I, you know, he, someone did something and he passed judgment and he was going to behead them. So that's what that was the reference. Bring that to Agile. I'm yeah. So to me, this one and the previous one really means similar things to me okay. is it's ultimately your responsibility. And there are times where it sucks to be a leader and to be a good leader, you have to be that person that delivers the bad message. So if the best thing for the team is to let someone go, you need to be up front. You need to lead that. You need to do that. Don't pass it off to HR. Don't let somebody else do it. Put on your big girl and big boy pants and do the hard thing. Well, that could even be like a, a pip or having a crucial conversation, yeah, right? right? That you're avoiding. Yep. So do, I like what you said, do the hard, step in and do the hard thing. We just did a video and we were talking about everyone is a leader. Mm-hmm. Now, so this from a Game of Thrones perspective is hierarchical leadership, right? It's talking about, and we, it, it matters in organizations, hierarchical mm-hmm. But does this, how about if I'm in a team, like the man who passes a, a sentence, what make the decision and then swing the sword? Like, hold on. It could be even a team member who makes a design decision, yeah. right? So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ask you, well, it's a question. Mm-hmm. Do you see this quote in agile context, not just being hierarchical leadership, but does it, does it apply to everyone on the team in some way? The lion doesn't concern himself with the, the opinions of a sheep. So I'm a team member, yeah. and I have to make a hard call on a design. Yeah, right. Or I'm a team member, and I, I, I'm trying to sell people, and they don't get it, mm-hmm. and I have, to, I have to take a step out on my own. You- well, and what a lot of the times when we talk about leadership, it's easy to jump to, oh, the manager, the VP, the director, the blah, blah, blah. But all of these things apply to being a leader within your team. What I'm looking for is a collection of leaders that can have these hard discussions with each other, that can make the hard calls, that can work with their peers, help them understand it, and that, hey, when something bad happens, I'm going to step it up and I'm going to own it. Yep. 
right? It, because that that happens if you always apply those things to somebody with some whatever title then your team's never going to really become that high-functioning, highly efficient team because you're ultimately waiting for things to happen to you as opposed to getting out and leading your group together to victory. Exactly. Which goes into the next one. So could you take the next one? Because I want to, I want to take number 10. Myself. Oh, you want to take number 10? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the next to last one, the penultimate. I've always wanted to use that word appropriately. Did and that I just hurt? Did. Did no. That- no, it just smoothly. Yeah, just... that was nice. I was, I'm Could so you do that, that again? The what, Josh? The penultimate quote Ooh. from our Agile Game of Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Is when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Agile implications. I, I'll bring up one. I, I think it's take Agile seriously. It, it's there's too much bullshit Agile. You know. For whatever, you know, I'm doing Scrum or I'm not doing Scrum. I have a Scrum Master. I don't, I can't afford a Scrum Master. Trust the team. Don't trust the team. There's, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying this from a do Scrum by the book. I think there's almost too much do it by the book sometimes and then ignore that. But be seriously, try, try to be seriously agile. Maybe I'll couch it that way. If you're going to play the game of agile, either you win, like do it well, or you lose, or you die. Well, right? and Get I think what game. you're saying is the only way to win is to do it well. Yeah. And we've had episodes and episodes and, uh, about the, that where... But, but there's so much waffling in the world. Yeah. Right? There's so much, you know, or excuses around... And I'm not talking about perfectionism, but I'm t- t- but again, it's really embrace the principles, really trust the principles, well, and, and invest. It goes back to one of the previous ones with the word but. So we yeah. talk about scrum but, or yeah. all of those things yeah. where well, we don't really do it this way. And ultimately it's because it's hard and we don't want to put in the work to do it the right way, the way that has been proven to work over and over again. Yep. All right. So I I need you to think about, I, I just, I personally resonate with this. So the last quote is nothing fucks you harder than time. This is a, a bald gentleman. I forget his, I forget the name of him. He was, like a mid-level character. Was it Varys? Ah, I think. It, oh man, yeah. I th- I think you're yes. But he was he was on a bunch of episodes. Yeah. He weaved throughout, and he was a mid. And he had his little birds that got him all the answers. Oh no 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 no! This is not that person. This is not that guy. No, this mm. is like a, a he's bald. No no no, like bald with hair on the sides. Okay. He he had a he was with the king who got stuck with the woman in red, and he was the counselor to, I think, one of the Starks, remember? And that woman, the witch in red? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But he was the... Was he the mercenary counselor. guy? He was the mercenary-ish guy. Okay. And that was his quote. Okay. And so what do you think, Agile? Like, bring it... To me, it goes back to all of the other things of winter is coming. Time and winter, to me, are the same thing here. Okay, I buy of, that. It, it's, it, it's happening to you. Yeah, you can choose to let it happen to you, or you can choose to do something about it. Yep that that that's how I interpret those. Well, I also think that I, I think there's a level of intensity too. Mm-hmm. Is what I like. I think sometimes we think that, and and I think this way because I've been doing this for so long. So I think of my legacy a lot. You've heard we've mm-hmm. talked about that. Sometimes I think people, younger people, think that they oh. have so much time. Yeah, that's good. To, it, it's. I'm not picking on younger versus older, but when you're younger, I think you have the perception that there's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And part of this quote is, you don't have, we all 
don't one of the wisdom one of the points of older wisdom is when you're looking back you're like holy crap it went by really fast you've heard mm -hmm. that from your your parents and mm -hmm. stuff and it does i think there's there's some kind of universal phenomenon so where we think, oh, I have 30 years or I have five years of scrum or 30 years to do this or 20 years or whatever, it goes by in the blink of an eye. So don't waste your time. Mm -hmm. Don't be intentional, be intense, be serious. Yes, and, and, and be intentional with your joy and celebration, but time, time, you don't have infinite time. So if we're going to do this agile stuff and, and, and it weaves through this, Consider you have a very precious commodity yeah. called time and use it very, very, very well. How did you like that? Dang. I, I can't follow that up. So we're just going to get right to subscribe to our podcast okay, wherever cool. you can. Review us wherever you can. Most of our listeners are on Apple. So on Apple, the more reviews we get, oh, the higher I, we rank. And can I ask for something for this podcast? Yeah. If there's any other quotes from the Game of Thrones... Like famous quote, yeah. not, or relatively famous quotes that threaded through it, and you think they apply to agile? Comment to this to this podcast, all right? Yeah. So we have ten, but there may be more out there. Yeah. So be a challenge to the listeners to yeah. try to add add some content. I think Game of Thrones was a really rich landscape for quotes that apply to a philosophically to agile. All right. So actions for you, our listener. Number one, jump into to discord links below it's there continue the conversation yeah. give us more quotes yeah game of thrones really good books pretty darn good series i'm like i was blown away by so the series. watch that read that come in keep the discussion going Two, most of you are on apple so drop into your podcast app and give us a give us a rating absolutely we've we've been doing this so sometimes I apologetically ask for feedback and ratings yeah. and stuff. Damn it, casters, give it to us. You know when it we've hit earned me, it. We've earned it. It hit me the other day. My wife had a friend over, and they were talking about the podcast, and they looked it up on Apple, on the App Store or wherever it is. And my wife was like, "There's only that many ratings. You have almost 200 episodes. And you only have that many ratings. You've been doing this for a decade plus. I know. So then it was like, man, I feel like I've really like failed and not driving people towards that it's, because that, it's that, true. that ultimately helps us reach more people, exactly. which is the goal of this. So, so give it to us. Yeah. Let's go get it done. So from done. Yeah, we're done from beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care y'all.